Touchdown brings me around again to kick its ass. <laughs> what I learned in my ju- moon jujitsu class. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> moon jujitsu class. Jujitsu class. You record that, right? Can we just put that in as the intro? That might be a cold open. Welcome, everyone, to Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. I am your host, Stephen Labine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon, who cannot hear the, the intro, so just looks at me longingly, waiting for his turn to speak. Can I speak now, Papa? <laughs> Please. Please, sir. May I leave the galleon? Please, sir. I, I don't know when the song is done. I, I, I wish to know. For the first two episodes, I brought headphones, and I was like, nah. We don't need Steven it. Steven will figure it out. There's only four sounds in the entire show. It's so, true. like, yeah, you're not going to hear much anyway. We tried. We do a lot of uh, behind the curtain talk, but I think it's very fun. Yeah. Um, we tried doing, like, the listening back to our voices in real time, and. Frankly, I would rather walk into traffic. It was so... the worst thing. The, the problem was that, was that there was a delay. It had to feed through computers and then kick back out to us. So there was a, like a half second delay, which drives anyone insane. If it was instantaneous, it, it could maybe work. But no, just no. I don't even know if it could be instantaneous because you're always, you're always going to be hearing it. Like you're going to say it quicker than you're hearing it. Yes. However, I've I've done like for when I'm performing on ships, they have in-ear monitors, so you can hear yourself while you perform. So technically, it's doing the same thing where it's shooting your voice out and shooting it back. Uh, but it just it's different. Forgot you're a professional. I uh, well, I don't know about professional. I'm I am... three chimpanzees in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that makes for the best theater. <laughs> Welcome to my immersive art piece where we throw poop at the audience. <laughs> uh, you can make some good art that way. It's it, Sean's poop. We only get it once every two weeks. If it hits the wall, then you could have some good art. If it uh, hits the people, then they better be wearing white. So, Stephen, do you know anything about NFTs? I know that... Sorry if this offends anyone. They're stupid. No. Uh, if this offends you, stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> we don't want you around. I, you are not the target audience of this podcast. So I understand that NFT is essentially a picture that you own the rights to, but it's a digital picture, and that's it. I guess it could be a video or a GIF. But... Maybe. I don't even know if it can be. Yeah, basically you own the receipt Yeah. Um, that you bought it. Um, and do you know when NFT started becoming popular? I, I don't. Right when uh, Cong- American Congress and the EU Parliament, and several, or maybe it was just several countries in the EU, started cracking down on uh, money laundering through art. Oh, hey. Weird how that corresponds. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I, I'm, I hate to see a correlation there, but there's a correlation there. Yeah, maybe even a causation. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that far, but... But here we are. Uh, but do you want to buy an ape? <laughs> an ape that's a lot of the nfts were really bad pictures of apes 
Why? I should clarify for our audience that is not plugged into the bad side of the internet all the time. NFT stands for non-fungible token or transaction. I don't remember which. I think it's token. Token sounds right. Um, And yeah, like Steve was saying, it's basically a JPEG that you bought the rights for. Um, You own them on paper, but you can't own screenshots. So you really don't own anything. Um, (laughs) And yes, it is is as dumb as it sounds. Uh, but yeah, I, I, they were mostly pictures of apes. I did read an article about someone who bought an NFT for eight thousand dollars at like the the boom of it, which is now worth less than four hundred dollars. So, hey, Stephen. Yeah, it's worth nothing. It's true. It's, it's worth what people will pay for it. I yeah, guess anything is worth what people will pay for it. I open. Why are people paying for this? Why are people paying for it? Unless it's money laundering. Corporate America's stupid. I don't like it. I like this. I like NFTs less. <laughs> uh, when anyone tries to sell me on this thing is cool, this thing is the next big thing, I immediately walk away from it. So I, I don't know. Whether that makes me smart or makes me a boring, uh, uh, I told you so kind of a person. It makes you risk adverse. Um, fair. It's, you know, I learned a long time ago. This has been like, I don't know, high school or something like the bell curve of like adopters of technology mm-hmm. you have like you have the early adopters that are in in like you know when like nobody's using it like it's a very very small amount people that then get those people in um and that'd be like the next 25 percent. like the first part's like the first like five percent and then like kickstart it for the rest of the 25 that are the early adopters that still see a lot of benefit let's say your your first users of facebook that like or your first people like investing in facebook or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you get the bulk of the people that all rush in um and then the people this is mostly for financial things for investing and all that but also for just for like buying technology or buying goods or whatever and then people come in on the back end of it so a a good example like game consoles like if you're if you're like an early early adopter you might get a crap console you might buy the wii u who would do that Steven, I can see your Wii U right now. Who, I, mm. And for those of you that aren't video game savvy, the Wii U is the NFT of video game consoles. <laughs> um, <laughs> prove me wrong. In my defense, I got it refurbished from Nintendo, so I got $50 off and two free games. So like, hey, hey, Steven, that's worse, because you had time to learn that it's bad, and you still bought it. Yeah. At least it's not the Virtual Boy. I mean, fair, but it, it, then you could just say at least it's not E.T. or Atari's E.T. Um, anyway, this whole rant to say, um, you will, you'll be, if you're one of the people, like if it never hits that bell curve, if it never takes off, you're right like 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. But the like if you say, no, I'm not going to involve, involve myself in this. But if you're in that 5% of the time and you hit on the right thing, whoo! I think a lot of people thought virtual reality would be that, but oh, yeah. technology's just not there yet. It, yeah. It's a cool gimmick. It's fun for, like, a red line, like, VR, which is what we have here in Chicago, um, like a VR bar, um, but there's just, it's not applicable enough. There's not enough you can do with it for, like, an at-home console. The the one-to-one isn't there yet. Yeah. Uh, sidebar uh, on things that I didn't adopt until late in the game, uh, I... Within the last year, got on. I shouldn't say the last year. Like the last six months, we've really dug into twi- uh, to TikTok. Mm. I enjoy TikTok. It's goofy. 
Yeah, and will and, it steal all my information and maybe my money? Possibly. Yeah, probably. I'm also on TikTok. Um, I go through like spats with TikTok where like I'll be on it for a few days and I won't get on it for a couple weeks. I do really like it. I I do have things to hide. We all have things to hide. We like our privacy. Um, but I don't like TikTok sync up to any of my contacts or do anything no. else. But I just, I yeah, it definitely is spying on me. <laughs> I'm really hoping on just private through pi, pr- eh, privacy through uh, just being in a large group of people. Yeah, like they're not gonna pick me out. They're gonna take metadata and. I, I do everything I can to not let big corporations have all of my information and know everything about me. Uh, that being said, they already know everything about me, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we literally talk into a microphone for two hours a week yeah. about, and like, into things about our lives into the mega corporation vault of Apple and Spotify. Yeah. Good. Into the podcast store, as you call it. Yeah. Let them... I'm not even going to go there. We've been ranting for way too long. Let's get on to the episode. <laughs> mm. Yes, that is right. I have a bit. Um, Jared immediately went to take a sip. Immediately drank for my beer. Um, kids don't drink beer. Anyway, because uh, Stephen pointed out to me at the end of the last episode, we could have high school and college age listeners. Uh, if you're in college, drink beer. I don't care, whatever. Um, <laughs> high school kids know that adults drink beer. We're of legal age. We can drink beer. You're of legal age. You're not under 21. I'm 14 years old. That's a lie. <laughs> so, this episode came out in July 26th of 2000. Um, Jesus, this is unhinged. Um, a couple of interesting things only in sports happened in this week. Um, so, the 87th Tour de France had no winner. Lance Armstrong was disqualified. Oh. Um, he probably won at the time and has been retroactively disqualified. I, that sounds correct. Because yep. that would be the steroid uh, well, doping that they removed. And, the, the website I'm using for this on this day has a picture of him, and under it it says, Cyclist and Drug Cheat, Lance Armstrong. Sounds like a reputable news source. Zero punches pulled. Yeah, but, like, it, it happened. Like, yeah, they disqualified him. Sure. Um, and then another Tiger Woods one. Uh, uh, British Opens Men Golf, Royal Litham and St. Anne's? Whatever the hell that is. Uh, Tiger Woods beats Thomas Bjorn... And Ernie Els by eight shots to win his first open title becomes youngest player at 24 to win all four major titles. Cool. So we have a cheater and a person who should not be looked up up to by anyone. Yeah, that's sports. Yeah, that sounds about right. Have one of at minimum one of 32 NFL teams right now in the year of our Lord 2022 <laughs> have a serial rapist as their quarterback. Mm. And notice I said at least. At least. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, hmm. Don't meet your heroes, kids. Don't, And no. definitely don't give them massages. Oh, boy. Uh, does Bent stay at the top of the, of the charts? No. Yes. Thank you for asking. Um, the song for uh, this week, and Steven heard me giggling about it, but I didn't tell him what it was, <laughs> is... It's gonna be May. No way! Yep. We are in in sync days. Hell yeah. Um so in sync is top of the charts. I'm it all is for July, it. but somehow it's gonna be May. <laughs> you might be that, babe. So 
that's when this song was uh, assumingly released. Usually, old songs don't like pop up to the top of the forty in the top or the the top of the charts for no reason. Um, Some do. Okay, a, a lot do. Especially, I should say these days. Uh, where something will happen in pop culture to drag uh, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush up into the number one spot for God knows why. Fair enough. Either way, uh, it's, it's Gonna Be May <laughs> was a relevant song yes, and top one on the Billboard charts. We were all we were all dancing in sync. I was more of a Backstreet Boys kid. But oh, we can't be friends anymore. I said was. Okay, that's fine. Um, no, I, lo- I love Justin Timberlake with all my heart now. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where we are in space and time. Okay, good to know. So, we're in. We're in the thick of this. Everyone has bought in. Every, I should say most everyone has bought into this competition show. Uh, right off the bat, it's so interesting because I don't think I've ever seen Survivor let the edit criticize itself. Yeah, that's true. Right off the bat, Rich and Sue, for that matter, call out Jeff for being too outspoken during Tribal Council. Directly and immediately. And it, it does make me wonder if there was a thought among Jeff and maybe the crew that Jeff would... I mean, obviously, Jeff is an integral part of Survivor. No yep. one will argue that. Um, but if maybe there was a, a conversation early on of like, hey, maybe you should get more involved in Tribals. Maybe you should be targeting people. Maybe you should be putting your thumb on the scale. Um I mean, hopefully they walk that back sooner or later if that is the conversation, but it doesn't seem like it was something... If it was something that they were trying to hide, they wouldn't have put it in. No. Yes, you need to be more involved. No, you cannot put your finger on the scale. Let the game happen. Uh, But that was... It it just... It's so unlike Survivor to have it criticize its host. In this day and age, they would absolutely never air that footage. And in fact put a whole bunch of footage of people hugging Jeff and saying Mr. Jeff and yeah. on it, loving that man to death. And I love Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, but I, I, yeah, the contestants, uh, Jeff has almost become bigger than the show at some points in like 41 and 42 <laughs> where it's like, he's such a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, he is. and it's, and it's natural, right? Like the people that uh, think about um, someone like Marianne uh, from 42 She's been watching for a very long time. She grew up watching Jeff. Like, this is her hero. Um, makes sense. At this point, he's just a nobody. Yeah. Well, um, um, so, yes, it's his big break. However, it was not his first foray on TV. Really? Yes. So, Jeff was a almost a talk show host for... Uh, FX, a fledgling FX channel. They had a show which was called, hold that thought, Back Chat. They had a late night talk show designed, Back- designed to be letters to the editor about the network. <laughs> uh, he, sorry, this I'm reading word for word from an article here. Uh, he laughed and said no one watched FX initially, so they had no letters to respond to. Instead, they just made them up. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> we have tons of letters. We have t- so many letters. In fact, Stephen, you should open our email. I think somebody sent an email in between episodes about us uh, watching that terrible movie of uh, of Dirks. I wonder who did that. I don't know. Uh, Probst also hosted Rock and Roll Jeopardy for VH1 from 98 to 2001. So he was around on the TV scene. 
However, this was the thing that brought him into the public zeitgeist. Did you just notice the dates you said there? Yes. 98 to 2001. Yeah, he continues to do it He was for still doing year. it after he did this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Huh. Until he realizes, oh, maybe that uh, I don't need to do this. Or Rock and Roll Jeopardy folds, which I'm assuming also happens. I'm probably both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's great. So, yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking about the vote. We're talking about the vote early on. Uh, Queen doesn't think someone deserving we'll is win. going to win the season. And I wrote down early. I wrote down... Colleen, and for this has happened, we've seen this over and over again through this season. And it's become more, uh, I think this is probably where I talk about with the light bulb moment. Um, they know. They'll say out loud that, like, Colleen says, somebody deserving is not going to win this season. Or they'll say, I'm not going to win that way. Or if this is the way the game's being played, send me home. Or Jervis even saying, I do nothing around camp. Uh-huh. But they all do very little to change it. And I wrote that down about Colleen in the beginning of this episode, and that changes. Mm-hmm. People are starting to people are starting to grow and adapt and change. I think they're a little late, but they are starting to do something about it. They're not gonna um slightly later in the episode, uh Colleen says, I can either I can either like have my fun and sit around and wait to be picked off, or I can try to turn it in my favor. And I was like, what kind of choice is that? Like, of course <laughs> you're going to take the second one. Now, I do think something you and I have missed, uh, or maybe underappreciated, is this is off the back of things like the real world. Yeah, yeah. Shows up personality, mm-hmm. not about competition. Yes. And going and going on the real world is about, like, having a good time. I guess that's the mentality that they, they came in with, a lot of them came in with, and I, I do, uh, I, I can appreciate that misconception staying there for a bit when they've, when, I mean, the real world was huge at this time. Yeah. MTV was huge still. And this is MTV climbing out of music. Right. <laughs> Into what it is now. Not music. It still exists. It does exist in, in one form or another. Like, they're their shows still exist and they're still labeling it as MTV. It's under the Paramount umbrella. So, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. (laughs) Just, I, the world all comes together one way or another. We will all be owned by CBS or Disney. Oh, it's going to be Disney. Let's be true. We are owned by, uh, now that we've said it, Disney owns half this podcast. Disney owns us. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, if it like, if Disney walked in and was like, hi, we want to buy you, like, yes, 100%. I can be... Listen, anyone out there with money, I can be bought. <laughs> Jared, Steven, here's $10,000. Yep, done. Done. All right, cool. I don't need to hear the rest of the sentence. I ha- everyone has a price. Mine is very low. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kelly doesn't feel good about being in an alliance. The weird thing is my impression for that was that Kelly's bored. Because she was yes. like, she was like, yeah, we could just stick together, and and it's a little bit moral too, but like, we could stick together and pick them off one by one. But where's the fun in that? You're right. It's more about the, well, if I do that, then the game is ours, and we have won the game. Then we don't play the game anymore. Which is, I, I yeah, wild. You're correct. That's 
you want to win the million dollars, Congratulations, right? Kelly. You, you hitched your horse to the right wagon. You have a one in four chance of winning. Yeah, you have 20... Kelly, if we started the show out with, you have a 25% chance of winning a million dollars, you'd be happy with that. Yeah. And you've put yourself in that position. You figured it out early. And now she's flopping on it because of because she's bored and because she doesn't feel right about it. Yeah. The game's not fun. I want, I want a fun game. Give me the fun game. <laughs> and then we talk about Rich's power. Everyone, there's a nice little huddle of uh, Jervis, Sean, and Rudy discussing Rich's, one, his power as a provider still, but yeah. mostly his control of the game. Mm-hmm. And people are seeing it and acknowledging it. And this is where I, I, I kind of tie that into the real world comment where like, Actually, I think I have not given this cast enough credit. I think that they have no... Like, I've, I've talked about that they've noticed things, they haven't done anything about them. Um, but at least they're noticing them. Yeah. Because they, it could be easy to just put that by the wayside. Um, Rudy kind of runs interference for, his, uh, for Rich here. <laughs> A little bit, but also kind of piles on, too. Rudy just speaks his mind. Yeah, but I do think he was. I think he was saying enough to stay camouflaged. Yeah. But I think I do think he was protecting Rich there, which I don't expect out of Rudy, honestly, to to lay low and to not immediately come out and say, "Yeah, we're voting together." Rudy will have strong opinions about things that don't matter, mm-hmm. but he's not dumb. No, no, no. He's not dumb. He's he's an intelligent person. Uh, he's a very outspoken person, but he is intelligent. Also, if we ever start a Patreon, which I don't know if that'll ever happen but if we do i want to get a desk calendar with just rudy quotes <laughs> like that'll be like our like ten dollar a month subscription or whatever you get a calendar with those quotes because like i sort of liked him before he was queer like he's just he's a gold mine there's so much well we can put that on there and then we can also put uh naked photos of rich covering the the, the spread <laughs> There's your calendar right there. There's your calendar. Uh, and then we have a minor food crisis. I say minor because there is food. They just prepare it poorly. Uh, Colleen is a... Well, first, Rich catches fish. And Colleen has... As Colleen has throughout the whole season, is squeamish for the actual uh, prep of the fish. The the cutting, the, the removing the parts that are non-edible... Uh, Colleen doesn't want to be around that. And, and really, this is the most external that I've seen it, where she's really upset that people are doing this and, and harming the animal. But also, she's eating the fish. Yeah, she's going to eat it. I, I, I understand. I would be a little squeamish, too. But, um, yeah, she's going to eat it. <laughs> of course you're going to. You're starving. And then... Rudy screws up the fish? It seems like Rudy does. Yeah, he... Uh, something about the fire. Yeah. The squ- um, this, as Sue describes it, Rudy is... Er, they're they're manning the fire, they're cooking the fish, and then the fire gets low, to which Sue says, hey, I should put more fire on that. And Rudy shoots her down, saying, no, it's fine. And then the fire dies down and is not cooking it properly. So the fish is unevenly cooked yeah yeah and this is i've complimented rich a lot through this podcast Mm -hmm. 
I still fully believe that if if the season trends in the way that I think it's going to, which at one point in this episode I thought it might not, um, but if it if it trends the way that I feel like it has, I do feel like Rich is the creator of Survivor. That being said, he's not perfect, and he is rubbing people in his tribe the wrong way. He is very into himself. Um, I don't think I would like Rich like as a person in life very much. Like I think Rich, Rich really loves him some Rich, um, and he's but he can be he's he's smart and he's charming yeah and he hides it a lot of the time when he gets frustrated it comes out mm-hmm. and he gets frustrated in this moment with the fire and i think even even his close allies like sue and rudy are kind of frustrated with him yeah um and that's the kind of thing that i that i think could get you voted off in today's survivor and mm-hmm. he he really benefits from it being early correct yes uh if this were today's survivor he could be gone from like it wasn't a blow up but it it definitely throwing shade toward your your allies for cooking like screwing up cooking you're not using professional cooking tools of course you're going to screw up things yeah and he's being manipulative anyway like he says like oh i'm just not going to go out and fish for a couple days so they remember that they need me like it's it's really like i i I get that it's a game. We've talked a lot about that, and that yep. I think that's the way they've played the game is smart. But it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. But then immediately the women catch fish in the trap. Yep. And undercut his. I'm not going fishing, so they all feel like they need me still. And he looks, and Sue calls him out. Sue is Sue has the best reads on this show. She mm-hmm. is always one step ahead of everyone, whether she acts on it or not. Um, she comments that she's like, "We're going to come back," and he's going to say, "Well, that's not going to feed a whole tribe." And that's pretty much his attitude. Yeah. Um, but she's just proud of herself that they that they caught a fish, and she should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not a big fan of Rich's attitude in this episode. And that he... I was okay with, with him running around naked before, because mm-hmm. his whole tribe seemed... Sure, Sean seemed uncomfortable, but Sean seemed begrudgingly accepting mm-hmm. when they were all in Toggy. He's like, ah, it's weird, I don't like it, but, like, whatever. This, like... He's now getting to the point of, like, being borderline, like, not not predatory because he's not trying to get anything out of it, but he's he's making people uncomfortable on purpose. He's, like, sitting next to Colleen naked to, like, make her uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is kind of gross. Like, you're you're kind of, like, I like you want to be naked on your birthday? Cool. Go, go out in the ocean. Go out, mm-hmm. like, somewhere else on the island. Yeah. But you need, you're in a tribe, you're in a group, like you need the consent of your tribe to walk around naked and not just like be sitting at the campfire. Be better. I'm, I'm glad you've, you've come to this conclusion on your own. Uh, this will be a problem in the future. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we jump into our first individual food challenge. You get to earn food. You get to earn a nice, nice old barbecue and letters from home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, again my favorite part of this challenge was jeff walking with the the group toward the where the reward is they go to the reward first because they say oh we're going to entice you into this we want you to look at the food get hungry and then fight real hard for this but he's walking with them so casually they're just strolling down the beach yeah. having a good time and then bam there's barbecue over there. Yeah, Jeff's not very good at raising the stakes yet. No. Uh, but yeah, it's a... 
It's a ropes course. This challenge is one of the most chaotic ones I've witnessed in that it's impossible to follow. It's there were 16 legs of it. 16 legs. There's no real way to count, like, to keep score. No. But 16, and they're all within a 30-foot ropes course. We see ropes course come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in 42. I think there's one in 41. It makes sense. It's a, it's a good structure for a challenge. Mm-hmm. But 16 objectives with, what is this now, eight different people? Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> there, there's no way you're going to get everything on camera. There's no way you're going to be able to uh, distinguish who is leading, who is trailing. Edit it edit into a compar- uh, compelling narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they had to use the the subtitles to tell us uh, this is who's leading, we think. Although, did you catch what happened during the challenge? No. What happened? It's the first time Jeff talked. Oh! Jeff was uh, remarking... Um, it was it was very underplayed, and they still put weird music underneath yep. it. So it, it was... But this is the first time I've heard him say anything during a challenge, and he was saying, like... You know, he was encouraging them. He's like, "You got this, Colleen," or like, "That's fair." I did, I did, uh, I did crack him saying, uh, "You're doing a great job, Rudy." Exactly. And then, and then the subtitles flashing fifth place, Rudy. <laughs> Which everyone's got their own good job. You're doing great. Uh, fifth is good for Rudy on that challenge. Proud of you. Um, <laughs> I, Rudy was never going to win that challenge, but no. Uh, yeah, first time I think this is the this is. The first seed of Jeff starting to narrate challenges. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's coming. It's he's gonna figure it out slowly. I'm, yeah, I know. I've been slowly. I've been obsessed with this because <laughs> cha- the challenges have gotten better. They're getting better, but marginally, it's harder to screw up the individual challenges. Yeah, because you don't have to work on a team aspect, and you don't have to balance them for just two teams. Yeah, if someone true. goes out in the lead then so be it there's seven other people to to focus on rather than just one one um yeah it's the shots all over i i did find it funny that the if you fell off if you touched the ground you were out just out right which nobody did Never so it it didn't really come to play but uh, it it served up a really funny moment when Jervis and Jenna had to cross each other on a rope bridge, and they're like, uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna go under, you go over. Yeah, they had to work together. Yeah. I kind of like that. Work and, together in a competitive challenge. And Jeff commented on that, too. Yeah. Uh, to which Colleen wins? Is it? Yes, yes, Colleen wins. Colleen wins. Colleen wins. And this is the fir- this sets up a nice little thing that will always continue to come back. All right, Colleen, you win. However, it's going to be lonely eating that barbecue all by yourself, to which she gets so excited. I get to invite everyone? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You get to invite one person. And she tries to negotiate it for two. She tries to negotiate, and he, he doesn't let it happen. But later on, in later seasons, Jeff is much more accepting of negotiations. Yeah. And often will encourage that. Like, okay, yeah, you got one. Can we get two? Okay. Sure. Uh, it but, makes sense for the show, too, right? Because I think that this this barbecue goes really well in mm-hmm. the way that uh, 
Kelly and, or no, sorry, uh, Jenna, Jenna and yep. Colleen talk strategy. Yeah. It, that That is a point that I wanted to make is that I think they see this and they say, oh, we forced two people into a spot. They they have to talk strategy. Yep. Like they can't just sit there and not talk about the game. They have this moment to talk about things that nobody else is around. It's perfect. Why don't we do this more often? Oh, it's beautiful. But it also sets up the best montage. The best montage I have ever seen. We continuously cut back, <laughs> back and forth between the reward winners and everyone else back at camp. The reward winners are eating their barbecue. There's nice, uh, joyful, dancey drum songs going under it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... We cut back to the tribe back at camp, and it is the most melancholy... Fucking world's tiniest violin, just playing underneath Rudy, slowly eating rice. (laughs) Everyone looks so miserable just eating rice with their bamboo spoons. Which, to be fair, you could be celebrating a birthday party, but if you put sad violin music under it, it's gonna seem sad. Yeah, it, I'm not. I'm not doubting like anyone was actually super bummed, but it. The editing was so wild, and so jump here, jump there, jump here, jump there. It really makes you. It made me laugh. We yep. were audibly laughing watching yep. this episode. It was. It was wild, and I also think that Colleen had to pick jenna i think no matter who won that challenge they were gonna pick jenna you have to jenna didn't get the video in the last episode even a a small snippet so it it only makes sense (sighs) and we talk about sean sean's voting strategy i think he willingly tells everyone what he's doing His voting strategy is that he is voting alphabetical, and we have talked about this before because it is so dumb, but here we are. Jared, you look so upset. I hate this man (laughs) so much. Nothing he's doing makes any sense, and he's, like, defensive about it. He's He's like, oh, there's also a layer of strategy in me voting alphabetically. Cause the, cause the Pagong people are higher up on the, uh, they're more, you know, the front of the alphabet. No, you did not think of that when you started doing this strategy. He's doing it because he didn't have a plan and he doesn't want to piss anyone off. Right. And we'll, we'll get there, but like Sue calls him out about it in the tribal and basically calls him a coward. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like. You're not going to win with that strategy. No. He's he's not trying to win. He's here to have a good time. He's here to make friends. You're playing the game by not playing the game. Yeah. And, like, I I just don't see... It's... I don't see what his thought process is, except for just trying to be non-confrontational, I guess. Uh Um, And he gets manipulated really hard. If he was going to do that, he didn't have to tell everyone that. No, he didn't. He could have just shut up. (laughs) Uh, But he didn't do that he didn't shut up uh i I skipped over this on accident but they they show jenna reading the letter 
It was a very heartfelt reaction. It was yeah. it was a very long letter. It looked like eight pages, mostly drawings by her kids. It, it looked very sweet. And then probably her mom, I think, was the fir- the top one yeah. with all the writing. Um, it was very nice. They didn't show Colleen reading her letter at all. They were just like, nah, I'm all right. I don't care about that. We don't care about Colleen. It's Which, I mean, how was she supposed to go after that? No, you, you don't. But you also... Colleen won the challenge, so maybe show Colleen enjoying the thing that Colleen won. They saw we saw her enjoying the food. At least there's that. That's fair. But yeah, I, I mean, it also seems like um, there are different levels. When, and I, you know, I know family visits stay around for a long time, if not forever. Um, obviously, they're going to pick the most important to them in their lives. Uh-huh. But there are relationships that you have in your life that are more important than others. Yeah. If it's your girlfriend coming out to visit you or your girlfriend sending a letter, it is not, you are not as emotionally invested as your child. No. That bond is stronger. And it seems like Jenna's bond with her children, as a single mother with young children, Mm -hmm. uh, is stronger than Colleen's as a full adult woman with her parents. Absolutely. So it's harder to highlight. Yeah. Um, yeah, just thought it was funny that they didn't even, didn't even clock that. Yeah. Uh, and we talk, we talk about Rich's birthday party. We talked about it a little we bit. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It was naked time for Rich. I didn't realize those were two separate scenes. Yeah. Rich just walks around naked and pisses everyone off. Really just pisses arrogant. everyone off. Yeah. I, I love an arrogant contestant. Um, full, like full transparency. That is my blind spot. Somebody, mm-hmm. a, a, it's entertaining. I like the showmanship. Yeah. Um, somebody that like has a goal, so how to do it, whether they succeed or not, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, no, I mean, Rich is entertaining to watch and except like, yeah, maybe don't make all the people around you uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it toes the line between arrogance and I don't want to say predatory, but it, it's just unnecessary. It's wildly unnecessary. If if you're making other people feel uncomfortable, start recognizing that in yourself and make changes to fix that. It's inappropriate, and he even pouts about it a little bit in Tribal at the end of the episode. Yeah. We're like, well, I guess I was making some a couple people uncomfortable, so I'm like, yeah, dude, like... You were. Not everyone has your same... And, like, your same attitude around being naked, and, like, good for him. Like, yeah. that's a very freeing mentality... But they're not there with you, so no. do it on your own. Yeah. There's yeah. you have an entire island. Go go somewhere else. Right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really not a whole lot left of of the beach other than Jervis feels his back against the wall. He he again he acknowledges that he isn't playing a great social game. Which I will give Jervis some credit. Uh-huh. He doesn't have twenty years of hindsight. No. He doesn't know what the challenges are gonna be. He doesn't know there's going to be puzzles. Yeah. And he correctly identifies his own game, as he's done, done nothing to change it, (laughs) but correctly identifies, I think my path to victory is winning every challenge from here on out. And for someone that doesn't know what the rest of this game looks like, I can see how you get there. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. And um, does give a little more credence to his plan, to like his behavior around camp. If he's not being totally honest with the camera and maybe himself <laughs> about it, if he's sitting around camp and not doing things because he wants to save energy for the challenges, smart. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. We know it doesn't work. We know with twenty years of hindsight that that's 
you're going to get puzzles as we do this episode. Yep. Um, but I get it a little more now. Yeah. Speaking of puzzles, the immunity challenge. Yes. I, again, this is a really interesting concept for a challenge. I think there are too many players for this type of a challenge, but the concept is really interesting. What happens is they have a big grid. It looked like a a 10 by 10 grid or an 8 by 8 grid uh, to which everyone took a spot, and if you step, you can step forward, sideways, or diagonally. And where you step, you then have to flip over your tile until you have nowhere else to go. Um, maybe I'm, I'm making that grid bigger than it is. I think you're right. It was okay. pretty big. Okay. Uh, it serves for an interesting, like, oh, okay. At the start, everyone is free to do whatever they want. You can pretty much go anywhere. And then this is going to close on you really fast. I, <laughs> I wrote, have you ever played Fall Guys? A little bit. Okay, so there's a game in Fall Guys called Hexagon... Hexagon. Uh, it's really clever. Uh, it's very similar to this, where if you step on a tile, then the tile disappears. Sure. But the tiles just can... They, they disappear while you're standing on it. So similar idea. Different type of a puzzle. Uh, they did not explain that you could move diagonally in the rules. So I, I immediately had to watch, like, okay, how are they able to move here? Mm. Can I... Can I outgame this before the players do? Nope. Okay, they moved immediately diagonally. Cool. Thank you. I was also wondering, and I'm assuming nobody tried, so I'm assuming that they couldn't. Could you step over tiles? Like, if you could reach it, could you step on it? Right. Doesn't seem like that was the case. I don't think that was the case. Just by at, on a game perspective, that's dumb. It's dumb, and it would give tall people more of an advantage. Yeah. But as a tall person... I want that advantage. <laughs> I want I want to win um, by being tall. I yeah, all of the challenge like we we've, we've talked so much about like challenge like oh that's a neat concept, that's a neat concept, uh-huh. that's a neat concept for all these challenges. Yes. And it's just I this challenge is missing something. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if it's fanfare. I don't know if it's you know, it needs another element on the grid. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it just needs more like of the contestants like targeting people cuz it doesn't seem like they necessarily were except for one that <laughs> we'll, we'll get to in a second i guess um before i get to that one is there anything else you wanted to add to the construction of the challenge no it you're right it's it's simplistic it's it it's making them think but there's really not an extra game element to make it interesting to the viewers yeah they they have to edit it they have to fast forward do time lapses uh of course. Like, we don't want to sit there and watch them make moves for two hours. Oh my god, that would have taken forever. Yeah. Um, Sean, <laughs> it just clicked in me right now why Sean told everyone he's voting alphabetically. And it's what I talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. Sean clearly has this crush on Jenna. <laughs> and he knows that Jenna's next. Mm-hmm. He's decided that he's not going to go back and vote for Jervis. If you win immunity, you are safe. Yeah. Which is okay. You are, whatever. You are not. He's not going to come back in the alphabetical order for you. He'll just skip you. You're making your own rules, so you can decide whatever you want. But right. sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do love side note. I do love when the girls are like, "No, I go by Zoe now." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. It was really clever. Um, but I think he tells everyone he's going to vote for Jenna to 
try to one get the target off her back Mm -hmm. but two as like almost like a pre-apology because he's like he just has all these little things that i'm like you are like a you are like a fourth grader that doesn't know how to tell a girl that you like her (laughs) and so you're gonna do things like in this game you're going to cut her off so that she loses because you are trying to do whatever you can to make yourself stick out to her it's Instead of making the obvious move to cut off the person with the most space, you cut off the person with the least amount of space and box yourself in. Yep. Sean, I mean, I don't know if Sean could have won, but at least Sean could have been competitive. He only lost by a single square. Yeah. I think if he moved toward Rudy's direction, it would have at least changed the challenge, changed the outcome. Would, I, that, would that have pushed it toward Jervis in the other corner? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it would have changed who was going home. Because no. I don't think Jenna was going to win either way. No. But, yeah. No. Jenna was pretty severely boxed in and would not have beat Jervis in the corner. Uh, yeah. So, John, after making the worst moves, essentially hands the game to Rudy. Rudy wins, but Jenna is helping Rudy from the sideline. Essentially coaching him on his moves, because I don't think Rudy would have made the best moves had he not got help from all the ladies essentially saying, just step, step to the left, go to the left, you're home free. All that because she's pissed off at Sean. Absolutely pissed off at Sean, and good. Who thought that that was the pathway to seduction, I guess. Yeah, I, everything that I've learned from playground uh, romantics is that you absolutely bully the girl into the ground that you like, and then they will like you back. He's the first incel. <laughs> if you tell me... I know this is a long shot. But if you tell me when we get to Sean that his where is, where are they now is that he started a dating service, <laughs> this podcast is done. We're done. We're, we're, we're quitting. I quit. Done. <laughs> uh, I also... It is really funny that... Rudy's reward for winning the immunity challenge. He has to flip all the other tiles that were not used. So there were like 10 tiles that didn't go used. And Jeff they made Rudy like, go do that? Yeah. Je- Jeff told him, hey, flip the rest of the tiles. I thought he had to flip the one that he was on. No. Oh, that's so much worse. He flipped his and then he had to finish it to make the picture work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Is, is this the first time we've seen Outwit, Outlast, Outplay? No. Okay. It is on the flags. It's on okay. the... It might be on the buffs, too. Gotcha. It was the tagline for the show from day one. Okay. Gotcha. Are they following it? No. No. But it's there. <laughs> uh, They're trying to outlast. Yeah. That's th- one out of three. Good job. Proud of you. And then we get to what I, I believe is the strangest quote. <laughs> and that made me audibly say something. This needs to be the on the calendar. This has to be Valentine's Day. I yelled at the TV because Colleen says, we're talking about votes and we're talking about going to tribal council. Colleen says, do I just wait for my turn or do I strategize? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the re quote later. Never mind. Yes, that, that, uh, yeah, no, that's not a choice. You're going to... Do, don't just roll over and die, maybe? I yelled at my TV because I was so upset. Like, what kind of a question is that? Do you... Do I... 
fight to win a game or do I just starve on a beach right and wait for my turn to go home because I didn't play hard enough do I drink this water or do I dehydrate to death that's basically the same she's saying the same thing yeah oh man sorry and she what? poses it they like the, the show kind of like buys into it too yeah because it's it's like she's like sitting on a beach and the sun's going down she's like all thoughtful and I'm like this is dumb the the show has continuously made this the moral question is strategizing and is playing the game a a moral folly and and maybe I'm using too much revisionist history by assuming it's not Maybe I am, uh, or not revisionist, but uh, hindsight, using hindsight too much. Um, maybe that was a real question that needed to be answered. It just, the challenge was already out, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like, it just feels like kind of a foregone conclusion. Um, they're staying within the rules of the game. Um, what, 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 what do they expect? Like, they're the these people to go out into society and then be pariahs because they strategized to win a game but it was on tv so everyone saw it yeah it's this weird sort of like honor code and i could go on a i won't go into details but i could go in a whole tangent as someone who loves history <laughs> about how much like honor and chivalry codes were bullshit at the time yeah like you know the the whole like uh officers not being killed at the end of battles because they're worth money like, it wasn't because they were like, oh... Or, and because they, the other officers that were doing it didn't want them it to happen to them. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It's it's all self-preservation, like, honor and all of... Like, not to say that, like, being honorable in, like, day-to-day life isn't important. But wait, if you're doing it in the context of games or war or whatever, and you're playing within the rules for games, it doesn't make any sense. No. And no. it's never worked like that. It is so bizarre to think it's ever worked like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I wrote down, has Kelly been lured to the dark side? This is the... So, I thought you were going to talk about Rudy saying... Uh, talking about the, the three girls and being like, I was suspecting <laughs> lesbianism. He yeah. calls it lesbianism. Yeah. <laughs> That's the quote that needs to go on uh, Valentine's Day. These, these are the, the things gambler. that make... Rudy and the other Alliance members start to question Kelly. One, Kelly is dressing the same as the other girls. Uh, two, they're hanging out because they're the same age. They're getting really close and it's making everyone uncomfortable. Three, lesbianism? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? Rudy, out of left field, accusing people of... Wild. Hanging out lesbianism. So we got hanging out together, dressing the same, lesbianism, yeah. profit. Profit. <laughs> Straight up. Make that money. There's the four-step plan. <laughs> it's a great plan. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get to tribal? No, I. Uh, it is interesting to watch Kelly burn her game down in this episode. Mm. Purely. I mean, maybe not. Who knows? She could win. But... Um, seemingly from this episode burn her game down because she's bored (laughs) because she doesn't i've seen people burn down their game for less Uh, yeah that's fair (laughs) um (laughs) if she 
I can understand flipping alliances. It happens all the time. To go back to voting your conscience when you've been in an alliance doesn't make any sense. Um, and they, uh, it, like, she doesn't vote with them on Rich. Um, oh, the other thing to <laughs> the other thing to point out from earlier in the episode, I think it might have been at the barbecue. I don't remember who calls out Sean, but they call Sean stupid again because Sean's like talking about how like oh they voted for four when it was uh, I think Dirk uh, and they voted as and then there was four for Gretchen and then there was six for Greg but we know it was at least the four of them. If I see it one more time, then I'm convinced that there's an alliance. <laughs> It's so silly. Dude. In Tribal, Sue calls him an idiot. Yeah. That's true. To, to they, his face. But it wasn't Sue who had that comment because it was someone that was outside the Alliance that mm-hmm. said that. I think yeah. it was Colleen. Oh, no. Everyone is f- well aware that he is so stupid and blowing up his game. By He has no game. He has no game. He has no game to blow up. No. It's... Yeah. It. I, I'm glad that, like... Just like how I was talking for so long about how much Greg was a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And Greg still looks like a psychopath oh, when he yeah. comes in on the jury. Oh, no. We, we get into tribal and Greg uh, meanders his way. Like, almost looks like he's sneaking up on Jeff. Because mm-hmm. they, they're introducing that, yes, now the, the jury will sit in on these votes. They don't have a bench for him. No! He, he, it's just like a round rock. Yeah, he... He wanders in like a zombie and then sits down and then we barely ever see him again. Every time he's on the screen, I get nervous. But um, <laughs> just like I had that read earlier that their tribe did, or at least that their tribe would confess to having. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had the read that Sean was a, an idiot before <laughs> their tribe did. Um, and I really am enjoying the rest of them making Sean the butt of their jokes as well. I've gone. I've circled all the way back around. I want Sean to make it to the end because he's a useful idiot. Yeah, he is the goat of goats. So, <laughs> if I have I ranted about the goat terminology before, uh, possibly, but go ahead, do it again. It drives me crazy that and I know we're gonna hear the quote at some point in one of these seasons where mm-hmm. somebody calls somebody a goat to be herded, mm-hmm. and that sticks around forever. But. In every other context, goat means greatest of all time. I don't know about every other context, but I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah, like uh, like sports and all of that. Like yeah. it, it's it's an acronym for greatest of all time, and it, nobody explained the Survivor version up to me, yeah. and it was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that the Survivor goat terminology came before greatest of all time came into public. Uh, the public vocabulary because from what I can tell greatest of all time goat is within the last five years I think so I think it might be closer to 10 I think okay. you and I are getting old um, remember <gasps> uh, Stephen five years ago uh, was 2017 stop it uh huh uh huh probably closer to like 2010 2012 yeah I would but, say but you're right I post, think it, post 2015 is yeah where that would come in maybe um the internet uh social media era of twitter space really blowing that up i don't know how to break this to you don't say it i i'm aware what you're going to say yeah facebook and twitter have been around for like 12 years 
Yeah. Eight, well, longer than that. Probably closer to 14 years. But it had been popular for 12 years. No, because Twitter was definitely out when I was in high school. Yeah. Facebook old. was long before I when I was in high school. Because I had to wait till I was 14 to get a Facebook. You're getting old. I'm aware. The uh, 90s were 30 years ago. <laughs> I love the 90s. <laughs> so all all that to say is, yes, you're right. Sean is the, the greatest of all time of goats to be herded. <laughs> love it uh yes we're at tribal we gong into tribal again uh sean has to own up to his votes jeff calls him out on it yep uh everyone calls him out on it sue calls him dumb uh essentially sue calls him dumb and a coward and a coward calls him weak he's a weak player unwilling to vote yeah uh which is true and she says like you knew this is what you signed up for yeah yup here we are sue like i i Rich takes up a lot of the oxygen in the room when you talk mm-hmm. about players playing good game. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. Um, and because he, he... Rich loves him some Rich, mm-hmm. and he loves talking about... Um, and he and he loves strategizing. But Sue's really good. Yeah. Sue is really, really good. And I, I argue that this season, to what you're saying about how uh, Rich is kind of shaping how the game is played... Sue is also needed to shape how the uh, personnel game goes in that you need people to be calling out people. You need people to really shake up things at Tribal to make this an interesting show. If Jeff's not going to do it, Sue's going to do it for you. What's interesting, too, is that Sue does it, and it seems like she's in with everyone. Mm -hmm. She can call Sean an idiot to his face. Yeah. And Sean doesn't seem to hold a grudge against her. No. I don't think Sue's gotten a vote yet. She is she is managing her threat it, when uh, that as a concept does not exist. Yeah. She must have gotten a vote during that one time where everybody got a vote. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. She might have gotten one or two votes, but she's not been like the active target of a vote. Correct. Um, yeah, really impressed with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sue's, Sue's a champ. Uh Honestly, not a whole lot else happens in try. Oh, go ahead. The only thing I have to say is, like, now we see jury members, they're, like, cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Greg is still in the same clothes? Yes. And looks dirty as hell? Yeah. Like, did they just put him back? I'm honestly wondering if they put him back on the Pagong Beach. I should have looked up if there was a, a Ponderosa. He couldn't have been... <laughs> if they just gave him the food the crew had, they could just stick him back on the Pagong Beach. That's fair. What... <laughs> He likes sleeping out in the woods anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> they offered him a hotel, and he's like, no, nah. I belong to the trees now. <laughs> nah. I guess if they're truly going with this is a deserted island, there's not, there shouldn't be like a civilization anywhere. No. Yeah, but Jeff looks fine. Yeah, Jeff looks great. Je- Jeff always looks great. <laughs> Three people got votes. Rich got votes. Jenna got votes. Sean got a vote. <laughs> Rich, Jervis, Jenna, Colleen, vote for Rich. Four votes, Jenna, which is enough. Rudy, Sean, Rich, Sue. And Kelly votes for Sean. I mean, I get it. <laughs> but, like, again, I, I don't understand... Um, I don't understand her blowing up her game to that extent. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to leave the other group and not join... Correct. Not, leave her group and not join the other group... Colleen seemed to be trying to coordinate votes with her, and I guess she just maybe she she seems to be pretty like a pretty emotional player. She didn't she didn't like the way that 
uh, alliances made her feel. So maybe she felt bad switching and backstabbing her old people. Um, maybe the jury conversation spooked her. She wants to win, and she's like, maybe by not making moves the way I can be like, hey, I was friends with you guys all to the end. Yeah. It's not a good read, but I can see that being a read. It's working the jury. Yeah. But also, you got to get there first. Yeah. Um, and it was really smart of Rich, Rudy, and Sue to use Sean's <laughs> idiocy against him. Yeah. The only reason this came to fruition is because they knew who Sean was going to vote for. Mm-hmm. Which is so dumb. So, uh, Sean, you blew it. Like, yep. you're, the person that you were pining after is gone because you blew it. Yep. <laughs> and, I mean, it was never, like, she's not interested in him at all. She thinks he's a moron. Yeah. But, like, and he, guess what? She knows that you did that. Yeah. <laughs> because you ran around camp talking about how uh, no one else vote for her because I'm going to vote for her because yeah, I created it. this dumb system that I'm holding myself to and no one else is holding me to. Don't do it. But don't vote for her, though. And then they do it because, of course, it. you would. I would too. So yeah. smart. If it means that I'm not going home, I'm going to vote for the person that already has votes. Sean, I, I'm wondering if Sean keeps doing this now. Because um, who would be next in the order? Uh, it's Sue, right? It would be... C-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P. Is he going in Q-R- first name? It has to be first name, so I guess it'd be Rich. It'd be it'd be Rich. Yeah, or yeah, Rich. Rich, Rudy, then Sue. Yeah, I feel like Sue said she was next, so I just believed her. Yeah, um, it doesn't make sense. And I I I remember her saying that, but I it doesn't make sense. She didn't do what I just did and sing the alphabet to herself to figure it out. Clearly, don't do it backwards. Test your sobriety. I'm not sober. Oh, okay. My whole theory behind that test is they just want you to say I can't do that sober. Uh, ah. <laughs> uh yeah okay <laughs> anything else you want to say about that vote no i'm i'm excited to see the fallout of it yeah sean looked like somebody just punched him in the gut it, yeah again it's your fault you idiot yeah uh jenna i do feel bad that jenna isn't going home to see her kids that is the most tragic part i yeah. mean well that's the second most tragic part the most tragic part is Jenna is my top three favorite players of this season. Yeah. Um, it's her, Sue, and Rich so far that, that hold the top three spots for me. So, Well, don't you worry, Jared. You're going to get another chance. Jenna does come back. That makes a lot of sense. In the All-Star season. Okay. So in, in four seasons, you're going to get another chance. That makes sense. To see Jenna. Uh, yeah. Jenna will come back. Remarried. Has two more kids. Oh. Lives in California. Uh jenna's uh one of the most proud things jenna had of this season one was eating the rats and the bugs she was real in on those rats real in on those rats so hey props to you she <laughs> wanted to push herself she wanted to push herself and she did uh we got to see a lot of sides of jenna mm-hmm. on this show everything from the crazy manic side to the to the very emotional and heartfelt uh, that we got to see on this episode. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a lot. It was good for Jenna. Yeah. Um, as far as how I think she'd do now, I, I think she's a potential winner mm. um, in a, in a 41, 42. We've seen the mold of um, the mold of winners post 40 
I don't know what it's like before even before. Maybe this is the same mold. Someone that can manage their threat well mm-hmm. and pull moves out when they know that they need to and is, you know, getting good reads on people until that point. So that they're never on the bottom. Yeah. But they're around that, like, bottom three, bottom four until they can pull a trigger, get a blind side, and propel themselves to the end um, but not get out ahead too early. And someone, that, someone smart enough to make the big move, but not dumb enough to uh, blow up your game in the process. Right, or know when to do it. Yeah. Um, and You gotta know when to hold them. <laughs> I'm not saying Jenna would win, but like, Jenna had all of those traits, and mm-hmm. she just had them a little too early. Yeah. Cool. Um, your protagonist. Yes, the protagonist of, uh, of this episode. Clearly, Colleen, right? I mean, she did do a lot, actually. Won a a challenge, uh, and then didn't get shown screen time on her own reward. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is tragic. Um, Honestly, it kind of felt like all of the Pagong members kind of shared the spotlight this episode. Mm. Um, This episode felt like the story of them trying to push back against the Alliance. Rally the Um, troops yeah there there wasn't like a clear cut one this episode because yeah. like if colleen had more screen time it actually would be colleen she won the reward she set in motion um the counter alliance as it were with kelly um but then she and she has this moment of longing on the beach about like uh to be or not to be <laughs> to to vote to stay in the game or not um but we just, just don't get enough of her to really take that spot. And it kind of gets shared among her and Jenna and Jervis and even mm-hmm. Kelly at times. Um, so I'd say the protagonist of this episode is trying to push back against the powerhouse of the Alliance. The folly is not lost on me that had they just stuck together, they they could clean out the Toggy. Greg and Jervis's read back on the episode before the merge was 100% accurate. Yeah. Yep. All they had to do was just vote in unison. And at this point, it, it we'll see. We have two more episodes. Uh-huh. Um, and then a reunion episode, which might be the last episode. So we have two or three. We're not entirely sure um, if the reunion episode is where they are doing the final vote or whether that's going to happen. And then they did a reunion like a year later or something. But um, either way, we're, we're coming up on the end. And it does feel like a bit of a foregone conclusion that some combination of Jervis, uh, Colleen, and Kelly are the next three people gone. It feels like the final three, barring like a last second immunity win or Sue and Rudy, or some combination of Sue, Rudy, and Rich uh, deciding that one of the three of them is too much of a threat to win the million dollars. It feels like they just pick off the other three of them. Oh, I forgot Sean existed. <laughs> Don't we all? Okay, well, maybe Sean gets voted off then first for the three of them. <laughs> the, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm looking up the episodes. Here we go. Uh, we have Old, old New Bonds, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh. 13 the last episode. Okay, is 13 the reunion? No, 14th the reunion. Wow, I thought we had 11. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because usually they do the uh, the season finale when there is five left. 
Mm, okay. Yep, yeah, and we're down to seven now, right? This would be seven, yeah. So we have episode 10 next week, episode 11, 12, yeah. So we got, we got some time, a little bit of time. We've timed it out so that we will be, not on purpose, but uh, we'll be finishing up this season right about when season 43 starts. Beautiful. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, do we have any new emails about movies we should or shouldn't watch, Stephen? Uh, from reputable sources? Probably not, but let me let me just go ahead and open my email because I guarantee we do. And that being said, if you want to send us an email about why we should or shouldn't watch terrible movies, uh, that would be SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Yep. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. So I do have an email. Oh. Uh, we'd like to read it out. Uh from a, a one Mr. Jared. Uh, the what a coincidence. <laughs> I know, right? The, had the title of the email saying, watch it, and the body of the email consisting of, do it cowards. Well, we can't let that stand, Stephen. I Okay. <laughs> we'll put it in our schedule, but also, uh, I'm not convinced. Other people send me emails. <laughs> <laughs> People, and people who aren't in this room send me emails. Um, I can leave the room. No. Uh, <laughs> all uh, all jokes aside about that. Please uh, please email us if you're interested. Um, we've been you know we have the analytics on the podcast. We're we're growing at a pretty steady pace and yeah. really happy with um, the listens we're getting. Um, if you want to share it with your friends, please do. Uh, if you really don't like us, please share us with your enemies. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and the same old spiel you hear from every single podcast and every single thing you, uh, uh, every single thing you hear, but there is an algorithm out there and that algorithm really likes, uh, likes and subscribes and reviews. So you can like, comment and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's that's... a reason, there's a reason it's a joke because the algorithm controls us all. Cool. You know what? We haven't hit the bumper, so let's hit the bumper. Oh. So yeah, that wraps it up for this episode nine. We're we're closing in. The season is almost done. We have a little bit more. Two weeks? Two weeks of episodes. Yeah, four Two episodes. episodes. Yeah. Oh. Jared. I'm so excited. I'm 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 excited. I I love watching you watch this because it's it's oh, there's so much in my brain. I don't even know where season two takes place. I know at some point they go to Africa. Yes. I know China's That's a good season. season. That's all I know in the next, like, <laughs> upcoming seasons. Well, you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, the, the landscapes are very diverse, but we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> uh, like I said, email us, tweet at us. Jared, anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah. Uh, I like to promote Lagunitas beer. It's pretty good. Mm. Uh, if you're not a Chicago local, it's uh, it's brewed in Chicago and out in California. Um, and if you want like a good IPA, they get the job done. I'm not a big IPA guy. I don't. I'm I'm not big on hops. I got too many hops in my sneakers. I don't need more hops in my beer. No, you don't. You're not a jumper. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna promote being kind to each other. Do it. Be be kind to your neighbor. Uh, Go, if you have a if you live in an apartment complex, uh, send your neighbor a letter. Tell them hi. Just knock on their door. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> like I said, that'll do it for our episode. We'll catch you next week. 
Bye-bye. Bye! -bye. Bye.